everybody. You're listening to the Red Jumpsuit Podcast with Joyce and Shauna. Broadcasting from Braintree, Massachusetts. We're talking about music, life, whatnot. So please stay tuned. All right. Okay, we're excited because we have our guest here with us. Who is it? In the Braintree basement, it's Justine Koval. Oh, yay! <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I'm very, very excited to be here today. Yay! I just seen, I haven't seen you uh, in quite some time. I know, it's been a while. <laughs> and I'm so excited to meet you. I'm excited to meet you too. Yeah. I'm excited to see that you're actually wearing a red jumpsuit. Oh my God, I That should, makes right? my day. <laughs> I think it was the day that we decided to start recording conversations i showed up and she's wearing that and i'm like okay there you go there you go so yeah um we i think we met in like the late 80s yes yeah and you've been playing rock music for that long and continue to do that continue to do that which is amazing yeah, I love doing it. And I, I actually took uh, some time off from the rock music um, because I got really serious about um, being a mom and my job and my marriage and yeah. got really focused on that from like 95 through about 2015. And then um, there was a day in 2015. It was the day of the Paris attacks. It was November of 2015. And my f- friend Jay said... Um, you know what? It's a bummer of a day, but you can't be unhappy if you go see Sludge. And I was like, what is, <laughs> what is Sludge? What is this Sludge thing? He said, Roy Sludge Trio at Atwoods. And we went, and I don't know if you guys ever seen the Roy Sludge Trio. No. It's, uh, it's Alan Scheinfeld, um, who's brilliant. And um, it, it's like a, a country trio. It's songs about drinking and driving trucks, kind mm-hmm. of sometimes at the same time. And um, it's kind of, it's, that's what they do. They And it's, it's like originals and covers and stuff, but they're just brilliant. And I stood there watching them and I went, oh, I miss this. Like, I really, really want to do this again. Yeah. And I went home and just started writing songs and um, started going out and seeing bands and was um, amazed and delighted to discover that there were still so many good bands to see. You know, right. that, that people are still playing and, and younger bands coming up. Um, some of them just mind-blowingly, like, phenomenal and, like, great music. Love it. Just there. Um, like, it never went away. And I went, wow. <laughs> See, <laughs> you just a, had to go that's away. That's a great reminder <laughs> that, yeah, that it does still exist. Yeah. I love hearing that from musicians who are my age because it's like, I feel the same way. There are, you just have to seek it out. But, you know, sometimes it can feel very disheartening, I think, you know, where you feel like, oh, nothing's going on, but you got to, you got to look for it. Yeah. Yeah. Like the old days. Yeah. Right? Yep. Someone slips you a cassette. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Check it out. I love how Shauna just did that really like sexy. (laughs) Here's your cassette. (laughs) (laughs) The covert cassette browsing. Exactly. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. what, was there like a life change? Did you have, you don't have to talk about anything. But. We just want to hear your deepest. Yeah. I'm getting just in. I don't know. <laughs> so, um, so what happened basically is that um, 
I, I kind of decided I really wanted to play music again. And at the same time, um, my marriage was kind of um, starting to wind down. And um, I ended up um, moving and um, to a house that was like a block and a half from where I had lived so that our daughter could go back and forth. Yeah. And um, this house happened to have a, a nice basement. Um, and so like this house here, yeah. I set up a rehearsal space there. Um, and it's it's um, it's turned out to be fine. My husband and I are, are on very, very good terms. Um, he's very dear to me and always will be. Good. Um, and he does all of the... Um, art for my records and stuff he's wow. very very talented artist um his name is crispin wood and um he ended up then um taking on more uh, uh album cover art he does a lot of the rumbar bands um so it's it you know it's gotten kind of him doing the art piece of it again which has been really good but yeah so now and now my daughter's off at school so i'm living in this little yellow house by myself and wow. it's great yeah. <laughs> awesome i'm so glad to hear that yeah. Yeah. And I have to say, as somebody who has kids too, um, that's really cool because, you know, it does take extra effort to do it when you have kids, yep. I think. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, and you I'm have just, to keep the kids first, you know, yeah, in, yeah. In, in, in importance and in priority. Yeah. And, and, and we've done that. So that's cool. Yeah. So yeah. Very cool. There you are. There you go. And I feel like I never, I ne have rarely met women who play music like me who have kids yeah. have yet to meet. It's weird. That's really? another thing I feel like I want to talk about on this, our podcast is a lot of women are like, well, I had a baby and I give it up even though like, you know, dudes will keep going, whatever, yeah. you know, but if a woman does like, I, I was getting a lot of crap for that. Yeah. It's weird. You know, um, it's funny and with the, um, this, um, the whistle stop rock festival that, um, that I'm working on now and getting to know some of the other women, um, uh, a few of them have kids. Um, and, um, the woman who plays bass, um, in Justine and Unclean, Janet Egan King, she has two young kids and she's doing wow. this. It's pretty amazing. But, oh, I um, know Janet. Yeah. Janet's you know Janet? Awesome. Yeah. She rules. She is awesome. Yeah. She's great. She's like, um, one of my oldest, dearest, best friends and great bass player. It turns out like she just like, um, she had, she'd, played bass on and off but mostly was a guitarist over the years and that's what in i this, remember yeah as. and yeah. in this band i was like i need a bass player and she's like and she and i were brainstorming all kinds of ideas and finally she said you know i had this crazy idea what if it was me and i was like yeah oh. and it turns out she's absolutely phenomenal bass player and Which, in your band now? yeah justine okay. and the unclean yep okay gotcha that is and so what was cool. she in previously so she was in heidi um, oh. she was in, um, the tulips. Okay. Um, and she was, we were together in Malachite. Oh yeah. All right. I know who that is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so Malachite you. was like late eighties, early nineties. Um, yes. and then we briefly were in a band right after Malachite called Swank. That was okay. a three piece. Um, and I played bass in that band and she played guitar. So we kind of had the opposite roles there. So, um, so and I, you have another band too. Yeah, I do. I have a band called Justine's Black Threads, which is a country trio, and um, that trio actually has uh, Johnny Shasha, who um, was the bass player in the sl the Sludge Trio, 
Um, and okay. then Jim Scopa, who's in a lot of bands, he was in TH and the Wreckage, and he's in the Stan Martin Man, but he also was in the Sludge Trio for a while. Not the first time I saw them. That was Duke Levine. But um, but I got to know them through that. And um, so I was doing a, um, a thing called the Mess Around at the Plow. So the Mess Around is... Um, I like that name. That's great. <laughs> That's it's great. A, it's a residency we do at the Plow. It's every third Sunday, and it's um, it was conceived by another one of my really good friends, Jay Allen. I know Jay. You know Jay. And um, Jay from Jay Allen and the Arch Criminals, and he and I were in a band <laughs> called Quest for Tuna together in like yeah. college and beyond. And, um, <laughs> and and so he came up with this idea and um, that it would be... Uh, there would be three hosts. So the hosts are Jay myself and tom baker um tom baker from dirty truckers and, i love him yeah. he's really nice yeah, yeah he's, he's a nice good guy. guy um so we're the three hosts and then we have two guests every show and we play in the round like each person does three songs we take turns wow and um it's been really interesting because people do all kinds of crazy stuff they'll some people just show up with a guitar and do uh, new songs that they're working on or do fun covers. Sometimes people um, do some kind of small ensemble. Sometimes people show up with their whole band. We're like, oh, oh God. <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> but, um, but it's really fun. And it's um, we've been doing it for almost four years now. And wow. um, so that's every, that's every awesome. third Sunday. At the Plow and at Stars? At the Plow and Stars. Um, so, so that's the mess around. Um, yep. And then um, one of the other things that I'm doing is... Um, the Whistle Stop Rock Festival, um, which um, came about from just this random group chat thread uh, where uh, Simone Burke from Kid Gulliver reached out to a, a bunch of uh, women musicians who played in bands that she admired. And she wanted to put like she wanted to get a, sh a show together, basically. She's like, somebody put me on a bill, you know. Um, and then <laughs> we all started going back and forth and joking around and um all of a sudden it turned into this thing where it was like, well, why don't we all play a show together, like a big show, like make a big thing out of it and, and it'd be really fun. I love it. And then all of a sudden we went, you know what? We have to take this on the road. It shouldn't just be in the Boston area. We should do it in Providence. We should do it in Portland. And we started pulling in bands from out of town. Yeah. Um, so now we're booked. Um, our first show was in January at Askew in Providence and we're booked now through May. Um, going mm -hmm. out regionally on the weekends and playing these shows. And um, it's been a, just the most amazing experience working with this group of women. Like we're all kind of lifting each other up, supporting each other's music. Providence is a really good time for that too. Uh, the Providence show yeah. was great. Awesome. Uh, it, we, so it was January 11th at Askew and we had 10 bands and um, opened the doors at three and the place was full three till close. The club was delighted because they, you know, they did a good business. And yeah, we had t-shirts made and um, <laughs> everyone sold their merch too. And uh, everybody, it was just had the best feel. It was like the scene and like this community of support. Right. And yeah. it's like, you guys are all there help supporting each other yeah. it's together. It's like you have more, more strength than numbers. It's kind of like, you know, yep. being yeah. able to like, get everybody out there it's great and it, and it's allowed us to book into um the kinds of venues we never would get into as an individual band yeah and you know it's like we get to make well it's like oh we got a logo and we've got art and we've got flyers and um and we're all that makes it so much easier sorry um just to for the promoters or whoever's you know booking yeah. Yeah. oh definitely people are like oh it's it's, it's a built-in thing. Yeah. thing. It's a festival. Well, okay. Well, it's, 
<laughs> what I like about it, Justine, is it seems like you guys kind of made your own scene. Yep. Like you built your own little community, whereas like before it was like down wherever, like I grew up in D.C. It would be like in a certain area in D.C. But this feels like, you know, you created your own. Cool. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. did. And it and it's um, it's everything that I hoped it would be and more. It's just been so great. And I have a whole new set of great friends, too, out of it, which is really, really wonderful. That's cool. So I can tell you a little bit about some of the other bands on the festival. I love to do that. Yes. Um, and then we can talk about my bands, too. But um, so the bands are um, the Chelsea Curve, Cold Expectations, Field Day, Heather Rose and Clover, Justine and the Unclean, Kid Gulliver, The Knockups, Power Slut, and Tiger Bomb. Awesome. And um, so that's the original core group who kind of put this together. And then we have guest bands at, at each of our shows. We ask other like local bands or other bands to play um, as to fill out the bill because there are 10 of us and not every band can play every single venue. So we fill in with um, with other bands. But our, we do okay. uh, look for and emphasize bands that have at least one strong um, female identifying member. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we're kind of in the the range of like punk alternative power pop i was gonna ask about that yeah yeah and like garagey yeah yeah stuff all right yep yay i love it i i mean i'm just so i i'm so happy how i organically found out about this and that we have you here today because i was talking to linda bean yeah about it and then you're mentioning it and i'm like that's really cool like that's word of mouth is is a is a strong thing it definitely if it's is, used yeah. the way you know if you use it smart yep be smart about it yeah, yeah and her band the chelsea curve i can't say enough about them they are so so good she's such a good songwriter and um it's just these um kind of very concise um melodic punk songs just gorgeous awesome yay yay that was so cool so thank you for sharing that yeah with us. thank you for telling us more and so generally it's like an all-day event um yes there's some there's some of venues where we're in a smaller venue and we do two so two nights so we're playing at Kodo in salem in march and we're doing a friday and saturday nice. night so four bands each night i like the knockups we're all power yeah, sluts, right the knockups yeah. is uh cat verlico and gretchen shea and i can't off the top of my head remember the name of their drummer but um yeah but they're they're phenomenal too. They the askew show they had gotten for themselves for holiday present um, wireless. Oh my so god! They were like running around the club. I was like, <laughs> I need to have that. Right? <laughs> it was really cool. And the wireless sounds okay. Like it works. It sounded fine. It sounded fine. Yeah. Apparently, if you jump around too much, it can get loose. Oh, okay. um, that's the that's the one risk, which is weird because why? why be wireless if you can't jump around that's right. the point i don't know it was their their first time trying it it was kind of their maiden voyage with it so um but it 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 was fun Maybe well taylor try. swift needs wireless so she can go on the catwalk yeah you know, the- <laughs> exactly well you know i figure you got to be catwalk ready like sooner or later Always. there's going to be a catwalk oh. right? <laughs> exactly <laughs> all these women together like it's just pretty yeah. cool like really cool just yeah I'm, I'm glad you feel the way it's like well i i in my mind i'm like it's gonna be like this and then that first show at sq it was like band after band after band i, I was like these bands are so 
good. good. Right. Yeah. Like every single one of them was just yep. phenomenal. It was such a good feeling. And like, that's what I'm saying. Like there haven't been shows like that where you'd like go for the that long and you don't want to leave. Right. 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 It's great. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm excited for an all day event. Yeah. Because I never go out. There you go. Make it worthwhile. Well, you know, just pack it all in to one. Pack it in yeah. to yeah. all the bands. So, um, so what else can I tell you about? So let's, so my bands, let's talk about that for a second. So, um, so my, my, um, my main band is, uh, Justine and Unclean. We're a rock band. Um, all-star rock band. All-star. We've been around. Who's in it? So the band is, um, it's me, obviously. Um, and it's, uh, they're, my, we're doing my songs and I'm singing and playing guitar. And then, um, Janet Egan King is playing bass and singing backups and um she is a a long long um uh longtime friend and collaborator of mine we um we played in malachite um, many many years ago um and she's just the best person to collaborate with and also we just have so much fun together it's like every time i see her i'm just over the moon um (laughs) and then um jim janota the best drummer in boston yeah only the best drummer in Boston <laughs> on drums, and then Charles Hansen on guitar. So every he's also great. He's so good. Hi. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he so he he used to be in um, Ross Fazer, and he's mm. in the Handyman now. He does the Handyman, which is uh, they do a residency at the Plow, like of covers. They're brilliant. Um, okay. Jim Genota used to be in the Bags. Yes, Jim Genota from the Bags plays drums in Justine the Unclean, and Crispin Wood from the Bags is my husband and also um does all the art for um for my bands and also he does art for a lot of the other rumbar bands well i gotta just tell you that my husband is a huge fan (laughs) there's there are so many huge bags fans everywhere they were such such a great band yeah i was a fan (laughs) he was like they were the best band live i've ever seen ever yeah and he's he's correct (laughs) he's correct in that yeah um so so that's the unclean, and um, we um, we are uh, lucky to be part of the Rumbar Records family, and um, so we're. Um, Is that a local label? That's a local. Well, it's based locally, but um, the the head uh, Malibu Lou Lou Mansdorf, um, he has bands from all over the country, all over the world, but um, he's got a global following. But um, he's located in Boston, okay. and um, lucky enough to have him pick up our first record, which was called "Get Unclean," that came out in 2017. <laughs> and then in 2018, we followed up with a um, an EP that was called "Heartaches and Hot Problems," and he and he put that out too. And then this spring, we're going to be putting out um, a, another full length record. I'm not sure what it's going to be called yet. I'm working, still working on what's the, the label called again? Rumbar Records. Rumbar. How do you spell it? Like it's the word rum, R-U-M, uh, and the word bar, B-A-R. And this is for a reason. He actually, in, in his house. You should think of it as a Spanish word. Yeah. I thought it was rumba, like a rumba or something. So he, so he runs the label with his wife, Lisa Pollock, and in their home, they have um, the uh, up on the third floor an actual bar, actual tiki bar Aww. in their house, and that's the rum bar. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're the Very best cool. people. Yeah, and so uh, and so I'm lucky because I have a lot of friends who are on the label, um, and we do we put shows together with each other, with each other sometimes. Um, but um, but Lou's phenomenal. He has so much enthusiasm for the bands that are on his label. He's so supportive 
Um, and he just um, is just like the hype guy. It's great. Because um, you can't do that for yourself all the time. No. After a while, you get really tired of going no, like, I that's think, why you need I think a label. my band's awesome. It's awesome. You know, right. you, it helps to have somebody else saying that. <laughs> uh, uh, somebody who really believes it, too. Yes. So, and we um, so we record all of our stuff, um, these all three records at um, Wooly Mammoth Sound, which um, is uh, run by David Minahan from the neighborhoods. That's what I yeah. thought. I'm, I know I've heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. So he so he's produced uh, produced and engineered all three of our records, and he's just the best guy oh, on earth. That's yeah. so cool. He's really sweet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so that's the unclean, and we're part of the Whistle Stop Rock Festival. Um, and then I have a, a sort of a side project that's called Justine's Black Threads, which is a country trio. And um, it's uh, I'm playing acoustic guitar and singing on that and writing the songs. And then Johnny Shasha plays upright bass and sings um, backing vocals, like very tight kind of Everly Brothers style harmonies. Awesome. And then um, Jimmy Scopa plays guitar. And we've got uh, a five song EP coming out on Rumbar Records. Yeah, so so this, it's kind of a lot, but it's all great and it's all really fun. And every one of these things is, um, for me, not just um, about musical collaboration and kind of expressing a lot of stuff that I just really need to get off my chest um, <laughs> and have needed to for many years. It's so, so it's just like this great. Um, cathartic creative expression but it's also um getting really um uh close to and tight with with people who want to do the same thing yeah um no matter what's going on in their lives whether they whether they've got little kids whether their kids are off to college whether they whether they've never had kids whether they're 25 or 60 um plus um and Mm -hmm. no matter what kind of music they're into it's like you, you turn around and it's like well here's country here's blues here's um you know, here's here's really nasty rock and roll. Here's glam. You know, it, it it's all there. And um, the weird kind of clickish boundaries that used to kind of separate those as their own micro scenes. No, I was just thinking about that. Yeah. It's if it's there, I'm too stupid to see it, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like hey, it's great. Let's do a show. <laughs> you know, so yeah. it's fun because that's you know it was like that. You know, yeah. when we were younger. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, I just think what you just talked about was so important just for the Boston music scene. And I so agree. Just to exist. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. It's cool how you, what, how you did that. I'm very impressed and inspired as a mother because I've found that path kind of difficult to maneuver sometimes. It's, it's hard in, um, you know, without for- a community. definitely um it's kind of like it's kind of like kind of wading out into it it's like the water feels a little cold at first and you're like what am i what am i doing in this place where i don't know anybody and all of a sudden a band starts playing and you go whoa i like this band and you're meeting people and you're talking about how much you like the band and what you like about it and um making new friends and it's been great and you know um for me that you know my daughter reached an age where um she didn't really need me to be around as much you know and I went huh and <laughs> which is I went huh I mean it, it's great we're, we're very tight but it's like she's she's making her own life you know and that's what's supposed to happen um but she also really loves music and she's she plays in a rock band and um 
it's been oh, that's great. Yeah, that it's really super cool. cool. Yeah, she plays guitar. She's really, really good. Um, she's she takes after her father, Crispin. Um, <laughs> she's just so good, and um, she she writes her own songs, and um, it's three women. There, I they're called Rat Slap, I think. They they have been Rat Slap Rat Slap. <laughs> let's just let's say they're called Rat Slap. <laughs> If, she, if, if they change the name, I'll let you know. But um, but they're like a they're like a mass art band, so they they play house shows and school shows and stuff like that, and That's they're great. just really good. That's cool. Yeah. And how old were you when you started playing, Justine? Um, well, so I started. I actually started playing in high school, just fooling around with some friends. But um, I didn't get in a actual band that played anywhere outside of somebody's basement. Um, until about 1986 and I joined um, a band called Quest for Tuna and that had my um, really good friend Jay in it and um, Evan Shore who is now Muck from Muck and the Myers. (laughs) I like those guys. And yeah they're great. They're great. And um, Mark Gilmore was also in the band. He's since he's since moved but we were all just like college friends and um, and I ended up they lost their bass player and playing bass or they all switched instruments, and I don't know. I ended up playing bass for them, and then I also around the same time started playing bass for Moose and the Mudbugs. Ah. It was Ed Moose Savage and um, Greg Zosky and um, <laughs> Dina is Greg, and then Dina Perlman was after that, and that was another band that had a lot of different members. Ken Kaiser was in that band, um, but that was really fun too. And all of a sudden, both of these bands were playing out and uh and I was you learning how to, yeah, I, yeah yeah so I was kind of learning how to do this always the rock lady about you town. are you are the lady but I'm like I'm like wow <laughs> I'm but just, you didn't, can um, I be a fly on sorry. the wall in your life <laughs> I know that takes organization <laughs> there's a there's a there's a there's a personality disorder involved in the yes the organization piece which I actually really enjoy <laughs> but um but then, like, uh, so I was in both those bands, and those were kind of other people's bands. And then I started writing my own songs, and I wanted to have yeah, do that. Cool. And that's where Grand Theft Auto came from. Yep. That's I'm glad cool. you did that. Yeah, me yeah. too. It was a great experience. And, um, you know, they, we had some good songs and some ba- songs that weren't that good. But, um, you know, looking back on it, I go, well, that was really an important step, you know, to do that and yeah. feel and feel good about it. And, again, do that with friends, um, which was great. And then after that was Malachite, and Malachite was actually locally um, fairly successful, and um, it was um, all women metal, so um, kind of genre specific and like, but really fun. We had so much fun connection. in that band. Mona was that, in that is band. the connection. Mona was in yeah. that band. Yeah, Mona played bass in that band. Um, yeah, for probably six months to a year. I'm not sure. Um, I, I came in shortly before she, um, went to do, oh, what was the band? Spore. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She's an incredibly talented person. Yes, she is. She's a powerhouse. Yeah. Like you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's amazing. Totally. I mean, for me, it's like, I feel lucky cause like I get to like sit here and talk to you and look at you and like say like <laughs> we're in the same room she looks wonderful she does look wonderful oh god just so you know e- everybody and here just is smoking hot that's <laughs> <a fact>. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. Like when you're doing things. Yep. I don't know. I know exactly. Does what that happened to you? Well, <laughs> I, I, I feel like so when I'm, um, especially when I'm writing, I'm, um, in my mind, I'm thinking this song is gonna sound like um, the Jam mixed with the Who, um, <laughs> and you know, and then it always ends up just sounding like me. And with the Unclean, it ends up sounding like the Unclean because it's the, it's a group of people who make a certain kind yeah. of music. But then somebody else will hear it and they'll say, "Oh wow, that really sounds like Jefferson Airplane." You know, <laughs> people hear other weird things. Yeah, um, it's true. Than what you hear in your head, but I, but that's okay. The other thing I like about doing this now is that I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to write a bad song and throw it away. That's a big I'm, one. Yeah, I'm not afraid to like try to sing something that's outside of my range just because I feel like it. I'm not afraid to like write a song that I have to play on slide because God damn it, I'm going to play it on slide mm-hmm. and it's going to be fine. And um, when I was younger, I was always sort of like, oh, I'm not good enough to do X, Y, Z. Yeah. You know? And now I'm like, I'll, I, I'm not going to live forever. I'm going to do this. You know, I don't, I don't have to like explain it or apologize to anyone. You know, if I'll decide whether it's good we or bad. We talk well about said. that a lot, right? That was really well said, Justine. Okay. okay so Whistle Stop Rock Festival will be playing several amazing shows <laughs> um, in your town coming soon. So we have North Adams, Massachusetts at the High Low Club. Nice. That's on Saturday, April 25th. Um, furthermore, <laughs> we have <laughs> May 2nd at the Dover Brick House in Dover, New Hampshire. All right. And then May 9th will be uh, the Justine and the Unclean record release party and Whistle Stop Rock Festival at an undisclosed location. <gasps> In the Boston area. This is so exciting. To be announced soon. Wow. It's, a little mystery. So do you know where it is? I know where it is. Oh, you know where it is. <gasps> yes, I know where it is, but I can't I can't say until the official announcement comes out because it's at a brand new venue. So it's gonna be very really? exciting. Really? There seems to be a lot of new venues. I know. There are a lot of new venues. Um yeah. because you know <laughs> sadly the old ones are going away. Sadly the old ones are going away. What? But okay. it happens. But it but it's great. It it's great for there to be new places to play. Yeah. Um, but but this venue, um, the reason that we're not announcing it yet is because um we want this to be the debut show for this venue and we don't wanna um have anybody else kind of try to slip in there before us. So we're gonna be announcing sometime in February. But it will be our record release party and a whistle stop rock festival show. We've got um Spanking Charlene coming up from New York to play the gig. That's another rumbar band. And and we'll have many of the festival bands and other um, mega super huge special guests. So I'm really excited about that one. That's May 9th. But um, and we're currently we're looking to book probably into June, um, okay. in some regionally. So we'll be we'll keep updating um, our tour schedule. You can see that on our website, which is whistlestoprock.com. You can see all our dates and all kinds of information about the bands. And uh, we've got a Spotify playlist and stuff like that if you want to hear the music and learn more about the festival bands. That is friggin' great. It's Amazing. Exciting. Yeah. I'm excited. Now, I, now I'm excited because I feel excited, like there's a too. lot that's going to happen I know. between now and May and June. Maybe we can get some songs together. I, I was kind of thinking can, you that, Shauna. And weasel our way. <laughs> or we'll do a lot of covers. Yeah, that's you should totally do <laughs> it. Who cares, yeah. Shauna? We can do covers. Yeah. Anyways, that's very exciting, Justine. I mean, like, I am 
so excited about this whistle stop. I want to get a t-shirt or something as a place that I can go to get those like artwork or something cool like that. If I want to support it. Or do you save those for the shows? So, um, you know what we, I don't think we have our merch online yet. You can get them at the shows and we do sell tour posters at the shows as well. Um, we, the, uh, Lisa Marie, who's the um, bass player from Heather Rose and Clover, who's one of the festival bands, made this amazing tour flyer. And then um, Heather Rose from Heather Rose and Clover does uh, our website. It's beautiful. Um, yeah. So, so that's kind of cool. Can I, I'm just going to interrupt for one second and ask you this question. So it's like you guys have built this like really good community with everybody kind of doing a little mm-hmm. bit of the lifting so not everybody else has to do too much together yeah that is beautiful it's it's really can wonderful. i be part of your hippie commune please? totally <laughs> totally our rock, rock and roll women's hippie commune is open to all yeah um yeah it's it's been really amazing and everybody brings different things everybody has different talents and um different um skills and different levels of bandwidth and and then it's like, you know, uh, it's funny, we were all working on stuff together and then somebody will just have to pop out for a bit. Like, it'll be like, I got the flu uh, or, you know, there's something going on with my family or, you know, I'm really busy at work right now and everybody else will jump in and cover. And so we've all kind of got each other's backs. It's really beautiful. It's a really, really wonderful group of women. That's amazing. Yeah. I am so glad that you I shared this with us. Right I know. Now. I'm, I'm like, real. I don't know. <laughs> well, it's just like, it's very empowering. And I think that, that that's the difference with women. I think women feel more empowered when there's more women with them, whereas men feel more empowered. And sometimes when they're just like, hey, it's all about me kind of thing, <laughs> you know, like, but I feel like we're better together, like as in numbers, like when we're helping each other. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's really nice to be part of a supportive community. And we are one of the cool things about it is that we all support each other within the context of the festival, but then outside it too. Like we all go to each other's shows and wear each other's t-shirts and um, tout each other online because we all just love each other. And, and we all of these bands deserve to be enormously successful. And this festival is just one small way for everybody to get a little lift, you know, and, yeah. and it's been yeah. great. It's really cool. <laughs> I'm just like, Wow. I was just going to say, I'm really proud of you. That sounds sounds very like... Hearts are coming out. Hearts. Lots of hearts. I'm glad I know you. I'm glad I know you too. I know. I'm glad I met you. So I have another question because we ask this of everybody who comes on here. Tell me the first person that you saw that made you want to get up there and play music. If you remember. Female, if you remember. Like who, what female musician so, yeah. was like the first one you can remember? That's a great question. Joan Jett, without there a doubt. And um, I didn't I didn't see her until I had known about her for a few years. But um, when I was in high school, a friend of the family gave me the... Um, Where was that? Um, in uh, Davisburg, Michigan. Hey, yeah, oh, she, kind Michigan. of between De- kind of between Detroit and Ann Arbor. Um, okay, so um, that's a good spot. We have one listener, I think, from Michigan. That's Sorry. awesome. I'm just yeah, telling you. We we're yeah. looking at the so stats. Maybe you know now who else we'll is from to... Michigan? Linda Mandolin from Tiger Bomb is from Detroit. 
as well. So we talk about Michigan all the time. She still has the accent, which is great. I probably do too, but I can't hear it. So yeah. Um, but so somebody gave me the bad reputation, um, album and I just wore that thing out. I mean, I loved it so, so much. (laughs) Huge, huge Joan Jett fan as well. Yeah. I love her. Because it was like, there was no one else like that. Yep. I don't know if there is anybody like that really now either. No, she's a, she's just a warrior. She's still out there yeah. doing it. And um, I, I saw her, she came to town with, um, I'm trying to think who was on that bill, Cheap Trick? I took my daughter, actually, and my daughter's best friend, because my daughter's best friend was a huge Joan Jett fan too. And it was amazing. And I was like, wow. She sounds great. And she just works yeah. the crowd. She's such a pro. Like, she's just yeah. like, I, you are going to get your entertainment dollars worth here. <laughs> you know? It's great. I mean, you think about the influence she's had over. Oh, yeah. It's so, amazing. Still. Yeah. Like, she's still an icon. That's, yeah. that's so pretty cool. I met cool. her once, although she won't remember it. But oh. um, um, we we played um, a benefit for uh, the Mesopotamia thing. Oh, it was a mystery. And so it was all, it was all about... Um, like the the um creating the legal funds to actually pursue justice gotcha gotcha. um but um so she so she had a benefit at at tt's and my and my band swank actually played it and so i got to meet her and i was like you know when you (laughs) you're like i'm gonna i'm gonna be cool i'm gonna be super cool and i'm like i don't know what's going to be She's like, what? And I'm like, I just heard, I just heard from here. <laughs> anyway, she was, she was super cool. She was very nice. Wow. That's really when was cool. that? That was probably 90s. 94, 95. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Michigan, you grew up in Michigan. Yep. Um, and did you pick up the guitar there, or was it not till Boston? I, so I played, I played a little bit of guitar in Michigan, and also I wanted to be a bass player. So I had a bass when I was in high school, okay. um, and I jam with um, I, my best friend was this girl Lori. We're still very, very good friends, and she and I had a basement band um, that was all covers, but it was fun. But we never played a show or anything. Um, and so, um, but when I came to Boston, it's like that there were rock clubs a block from my dorm. I mean, right. we're, like where I'm a block from Storyville, you know? And I'm like, well, I'm certainly going to check this out. And, uh, and all of a sudden it was like everywhere, like Boston at that time, that was, uh, fall of 1982 is when I came here. And so, so you were right on Comab and like, yeah, just walked to, to uh, Kenmore. Yeah. yeah there was, was like, a lot. It's like Storyville, the rat, the whole thing. And yeah. then, um, lived in Austin for about 10 years after college or during the last half of college. And that was just totally happening. Yeah, just rock everybody scene. lived there and like yeah. you walk down the street and hi, hi, yeah. hi. Rock and roll all the time. Fun raddies. In good ways and bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, and it was fun. What was, what was the first guitar that you had? What kind of guitar? So the first um, electric guitar that I had actually and I still have it um it's a guitar called a Palmer and it um my friend Lori actually gave it to me it had belonged to her father and um they had a couple old guitars they were like this guitar is like from probably the 1960s and it's probably Japanese made um it has the old like rocker switches on it um wow this kind of thing 
like that that crazy like shags yeah like like guitar. crazy guitar and um and that's what i played in that in the high school band and then she let me have it and bring it out here and i still play it every once in a while it has this really really dirty like hound dog taylor sound and so in for the next unclean record i actually have a a slide song and i'd use that guitar for it um because it just has the nastiest growl and it's like (laughs) that's so cool and it's it's a song about doing battle with the devil because if i'm like if you're gonna write a blues song it kind of has to be about that and i was i was writing a song about that idea anyway and i was like oh i should play slide oh i should play the plumber that's um, awesome. Yeah, so I still have it and I still use it and I, I love that thing. And my one of the bands that I played with in um, college, I had a song called Pardon My Palmer because people <laughs> would complain about the way it sounded. I'm like, no, it's supposed to sound like this. <laughs> yeah. Like, I want it to sound yeah, like that. Exactly. It's supposed <laughs> to sound nasty. <laughs> so we were, I wanted to actually plug a, a new venue, which is this place called The Square Root. And um, I wanted to mention it because I um, played two shows there now. It's it's new. It's in Rosendale Square mm-hmm. and um, Rosie Square. And, uh, Rosie. <laughs> Rosie. Um, but it's really cool. It's run by the guys from the high end who are a local. They're kind of like a uh, rock punk band. Um, they're such nice guys. And um, it's during the day. It's a coffee shop. And then at night, it, they have music, especially on the weekends, and they sell, you know, it's like craft beer and wine, And but it's so much fun. And um, it's just like, amazing. it's yeah. like by the bands, for the bands, everybody there is yeah. there to see the music. It's it's really cool. So if you're looking for a place to play when you guys get your operation together, I recommend talking and to those guys. And my shoulders stop separating. There you <laughs> go. <just> there <laughs> Rosendale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know the last time I was in Rosendale, but that I love that idea of going there. Yeah. yeah. And the, so like nice. the club in the new neighborhood. I'm like, I'm going to text Justine from now on and say, what's going on, Justine? Yeah. <laughs> I need <Seriously>. to know. <laughs> My life has been well, so boring she's before very active this. active on Facebook, so I do see a lot of these. That's guys. true. Cool. Um, and I think you should be more active on Instagram. Too. I know. I, I, I know. I, I need like a... Um, an Instagram mentor. Or <laughs> I'm I'm just getting used to it. I'm like, okay, I think I think I get it. Getting it. So one of the things about um, playing in a band, though, I will say, is that people show up with their phones, and they take pictures, and they take videos, and they post it. And so yeah, it's like it is what it is. Like I, like I can pose and t- take a nice right. picture, but yeah. you know what? Everybody's gonna see the real thing anyway, because <laughs> because <laughs> you're playing and you're going like. You know, and making faces and guitar face, really, yeah, guitar face, really doing whatever I can to flaunt my double chin. People are taking lots of pictures of it. I'm like, go for it. It just you got to let it go. Yeah, Be like, you do, you do have to let it That's go. That's a good point. Yeah, it is what it is. Yep. And I feel like there is not enough female role models out there showing that. Right. So the more we can do it with amongst friends, right, that will grow. Like, I want to see, like, women my age or older than me, so I know, okay, how do we get there, like, to do it the way you've done it, right? Right, right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So, kudos to you, man. Why, Post thank those you. crazy pictures. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just more exciting, too, like, even boring. Oh, wow, wow, they look so perfect, 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 perfect. It's boring. Right. Don't you think? With the teeth and the... It's just the teeth, the perfect teeth and the perfect family and the perfect vacation. Or even having to smile. Right. Yeah. I mean, 
I do that if I feel it. <laughs> I but like, you gotta really feel just because you though. hold a camera up to your face doesn't mean right, right. That's a happy event. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't. Well, know, I never really made Shana, sense that should to be me. your quote. I, I love that. <laughs> just because what? there's a picture being taken does like not what? mean it's a happy. What are you event? So I love that. About? <laughs> anyway, do you want to talk more about like patriarchal stuff? Did I say that right? Patriarchy. The patriarchy. The patriarchy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> In the 80s, how going back to like the scene, you're back at the scene that you've talked about on the podcast and just remembering what it was like and all the stuff and have playing music in that time. Did you feel like you noticed the difference of being a girl like from the other guys in the whole scene or... Did it vary depending on the person? Like, did you feel like, I don't know, like looking back on it now, maybe not yeah. how you felt at the time because it's hard to know back then you're so overwhelmed by so much. It's like, a, That's a great question. So, you know, I'm just yeah. Um, so, so I would, I, just starting with now, I would say um, that now um, I, I still think it's a thing, like especially when you think about um, advancing and getting to the next level Um and for me now it's a mix of um kind of um gender and age you know right. and and that's a whole thing um it doesn't bother me but apparently might bother some other people but in terms of like dealing with middle-aged women playing rock and roll I'm like deal with it i'm dealing with it you right. can deal with it oh right. like all the middle-aged men that right. play rock and roll <laughs> sorry yeah no Anyways. but but um when i was younger um it was definitely more more pointed and um particularly um in the metal band in that scene um there was just a dismissiveness uh, that mm -hmm. was hard and um you know we 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 had a lot of jokes about it in the band because people would say the same thing like that one of the things that would happen is we would play and guys would come up to us after and say your gear sounds great your gear sounds great. Like, and it's like, okay, this combination, like surprised you ladies actually have good gear. And also it's your gear that sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> you right, not necessarily you. Yeah. yeah. And we're like, is that a compliment or an insultment? Like what was right. that? You know? Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's, that's interesting. Yeah. And there was stuff that was, um, uglier than that, but, um, we would just like kind harassing of, you or um, no or just like um you know you guys play pretty good for chicks oh, yeah. or that you know that kind of stuff that was just like in in malachi it was all women right yep. yeah yeah that's what I mean. hmm. okay interesting yeah yeah well and i i think about this a lot now in retrospect thinking about the dc scene which has influenced so many people and i love a lot of the music from there but just thinking how much in retrospect, it was a guy thing. It was a guy's club. Like, and I love, I think they're all amazing people, but as a whole, if you were a woman in the 80s, because it's the 80s for me, and just really like, there's one of you, or, you know, that's right. enough. Hey, back it off. You know, like what we were saying before. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. Oh, that's too many. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But it's interesting to look back on it now because I don't think I was aware of it I was just like oh I'm just hanging out with all these cool people yeah I think for me at the time I was um 
just in a generally kind of rebellious place in life. So if I thought um, that what I was doing might be making some guys uncomfortable, I was delighted. I was like, whatever, man. Awesome. <laughs> that makes me so happy, Justine. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love it. Um, I, 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 in retrospect, I, I wish that I had been tighter with um, some of the women in the scene. It felt almost at the time more competitive between women um, than yeah, we've talked about we've that. talked collaborative yeah. it here before. It did. Yeah. I think it was. Yeah, I really think it was. Yeah, and um, that's. I mean, to me, that's one that of the is. great things about being being in a certain place in life where it's like um, the I don't have those kinds of insecurities anymore and not because i'm like a a, like a really well realized human being or anything i've just run out of time i don't have time i hear you (laughs) i'm right there with you so it's it's kind of like well i'm what is the stuff that's kind of just noise that i don't i don't want to be in in the with me on the very short path that's ahead of me you know I'm like that's one of those mm-hmm. things I don't need it and so um I that, think that's well realized actually yes so I, yeah. I guess that's true but um but it, it's then it's like I can I can look around and and I can see uh, a woman who is um you know has a great voice and is 30 years younger than me and can can play guitar like crazy and just be filled with admiration and nothing else, you know, just be like, yeah. wow, she kicks ass, you know? Yeah. I mean, there it's was, great. I think there was a little bit of that, like, I, I don't know if this is a fair compare sunset Boulevard thing, you know, like, Oh, Oh, here comes the new one. Yeah. Here comes yeah. the new it girl. Yep. And she's going to take my place. It wasn't safety in numbers. It was, eh, you're going to get kicked out. Yeah. But you weren't. Nobody was kicked out. It was just No, I mean it's it is really I feel like because there was kind of tapping on what you were saying. I feel like because there wasn't a real female community that we never got to talk about those things. So we didn't realize maybe we were all feeling the same way. Right, right. Well, it's, uh, to Kinda. me actually some of it's about kind of the upending of the whole music industry and um thinking um you know when i was first starting playing in the um you know late 80s um that success was something that you were going to get through somebody else through like a management contract or a record label yes, um yes. or some big club was going to offer you a gig yeah. right and um now um and i think this is true of um the younger bands that are coming up too you want to put out a record Put out a record. You want to do a show? Do a show. You yeah. want to distribute your music online? Distribute your music online. Um, you want to market yourself and create buzz? You can do that. Um, if you can't get a show in a club, put on a show in your house. Right. You know, and so it's kind of like you make your own success and you make your own path. And that really, um, that resonates with me just because of the point I'm at in life. I'm like, I'm not going to wait around for somebody right. to give me something. Right. Like, I can make yeah. my own stuff. And so it's like, I want to play a rock festival. I'm going to make a festival, you know? I'm with you. That's why we started this podcast. Yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah, just it's like, really cool. Yeah, and I, I mean, just wanting to play music, wanting to be creative and being middle age and being, like, able to do that stuff. Yep. And not, like you said, too, like, I feel like I threw away so much stuff. Yep. Because you're right. 
time is of the essence now and you want to make it count. And I think women get better in that way as they get older because, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a, there's a certain strength that comes from that. I and think. there's less fear. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's okay to fail. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. What's the worst thing that's going to happen? Yeah. You're going to play to uh, uh, t- you're going to play in a club and nobody's going to come. That happens to everybody. <laughs> everybody, Everyone. right? I mean it 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 happened to Tom Petty, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it happened to name any huge artist you can think of. There's a point in their life where they played to absolutely no, no one. one. It's fine. Do it, and then go back and do it again, and then there'll be two more people than were there the last time, and just grow it. I don't know it and. It, it, if that's like the worst thing that ever happens to you, you're doing really, really, really good. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Well, so I, I hope that you two will think about coming and emceeing a, a, a Whistle Stop Rock Festival show. No, I think I that think would be so nice. much fun. Okay, the MC thing. Yeah. I think All we right. have to do that. Yeah, yeah. so just do, the, do this except yes. between bands. Oh, Shana. <laughs> It'll be great. Shana, we right. have so much fun All doing right. that. Yeah. No. Um, so thank you for listening to the Red Jumpsuit Podcast. We really enjoyed speaking with Justine, and you should go and subscribe, but also on our website, which is... We'll have links to all of these um, places where you can... Buy music, buy... Go to. And shows. <laughs> See where the shows are. All that yes. stuff. So yeah. definitely check that out, too. Um, and you can always send us an email at... What is it, Shauna? I read jumpsuit podcast at gmail.com. That's pretty easy to remember, right? Anyways, please subscribe to us. We need subscribers. We yes, love it. Subscribers. And thank you for um, all our new listeners since we just launched. And we thank love you, you, Justine, for coming out. Yay! Thank all you. This was awesome. I had the Lincoln. best time. <laughs> Cheers. Yay.